Yankee Tree Service, call them today, 401-439-6028. The tree trimming experts from Lincoln, you can always find them online, yankeetreeservice.com. Tree removal since 2006, 24-7 emergency service available. It's Yankee Tree. Folks, I've dealt with them for years. Tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, also emergency service, and bucket truck service you can depend on on Yankee Tree Service. Call them today. Get a free quote, 401-439-6028. And remember, with Yankee Tree Service, they have the licensed arbitrist. They'll come out and they'll explain which tree maybe you want to get removed, maybe what tree you don't want to get removed. Tree pruning, also one of the best things you can do for your property and for your trees. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today. The tree trimming experts based out of Lincoln. Call them at 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, which is topetro.com. And as you're there, you're going to see original stories, videos, links, all of our links to uh, great shows like Cranston PD Live, some of the other things that we have done. Folks, it's right there. And then also, if you ever miss any portion of the the radio show, you can uh, also go right inside where we have all the shows in, as I say, library fashion. And what I mean by that is it's all, every hour, every part of it right there. If you ever miss it, some of the interviews and so forth, it's all right there at the website. And it starts with dipetro.com. So Celtics have the back against the wall, the heat. Think of the NBA. The NBA was looking at possibly Celtics-Lakers. Instead, they may get Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat. But... So it goes for the um, for the NBA. But let's get to Senator Tim Scott. South Carolina's first black senator has declared his candidacy for president. And let's hear it. He's, uh, I don't know that much it's about him. a big week in presidential politics with the field of Republican candidates getting more crowded. Tim Scott making it official here in South Carolina. And Ron DeSantis preparing to jump in the race tomorrow. Hello, South Carolina! Tim Scott aims to be a different kind of Republican presidential candidate. Forward-looking, positive, and optimistic. Are you proud to be an American? I, I can't hear you! I-, I can't hear you! I can't hear you! Oh, yeah! For the South Carolina Republican, his life story, from poverty to the U.S. Senate, is central to his campaign. Joe Biden and the radical left are attacking every single rung of the ladder that helped me climb. And that's why I'm announcing today that I'm running for president of the United States of America. The hometown crowd liked what they heard. What did you think of his message today? great message what about it hey i believe everything he said inspiring it's hope for every single person in the country every child no matter where they are but tim scott is a long shot donald trump the candidate promising revenge and retribution and leading in the polls welcomed scott into the race wishing him good luck and calling him quote a big step up from florida governor ron DeSantis, who trump called totally unelectable. That's a clear sign that Trump sees DeSantis, who plans to announce his campaign tomorrow, as his toughest challenger. In a speech overnight, DeSantis touted the six-week abortion ban he recently signed, a bill Trump called too harsh. I was fortunate enough to sign the heartbeat bill, which is the strongest pro-life bill Florida seen in its modern history. We got it done. 
DeSantis plans to announce his campaign with slightly less fanfare, releasing a video tomorrow, formally calling himself a presidential candidate. And George, there may be several more jumping in. Mike Pence is nearing a decision on running, and there are at least two governors uh, looking at the race, too. Uh, Chris Sununu uh, in uh, New Hampshire and Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. George? Looks pretty wide open right now. Okay, John, thanks very much. You know what it is, and it isn't, folks. As we know, President Trump, clear front runner uh this race i i don't know i mean right now so much of it is name recognition i believe um and and that's why i think and we also there's so many different facets to it we also haven't seen you know as i like to say it, it all comes down to once you see them on a stage and once you see them interacting we know what president trump can do I think it's actually going to be difficult for the president, for President Trump, simply because he has nowhere to go but down. He's not going to go up. He's not going to go up. So, in essence, all it's like looking at a lead, and the only thing the lead is going to do is evaporate a little bit. I think the DeSantis entry, I, I have an open mind on it. I, I, I actually do. I have an open mind. I want to see, like I said, I want to see how they all interact once they get on the big stage and exactly how they can all start to pull it together. This stuff about the NAACP, though, going after DeSantis, I think this is interesting. This is a CBS story on it. Advisory for Florida. It says the state is, quote, openly hostile toward African-Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals due to a series of measures recently signed by Governor Ron DeSantis. Now, they are not the first civil rights group to issue this kind of warning, which comes as DeSantis prepares a presidential run. Equality Florida and the League of United Latin American Citizens have also issued warnings. Mark Strassman has more. In Florida, critics sense hostility from Governor Ron DeSantis and his conservative crackdown in the state. The NAACP's new message... Beware of traveling to Florida. Why do you believe that Florida is so hostile to black Americans? Ridiculous. Well, it's been demonstrated by the governor's action and the policies that have been advanced. And so we want to make sure the rest of America understand the hostility in which he is governing uh, in his quest to become president. DeSantis, just days away from announcing a bid for the White House, has been solidifying his conservative credentials. He's blocked public high schools from offering an African-American studies AP course, barred all grades from teaching about gender identity and critical race theory, and signed a ban on abortion after six weeks. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Is this just politics? I mean, it certainly is, is just politics, right? But the problem is that it impacts lives. And so it may take years for us to unwind the damage that has been done here in Florida. Heather Wilkie leads Zebra Youth. It provides services to LGBTQ teens and young adults in Orlando. People are so afraid because they've seen these targeted attacks. Look at what happened with Disney. More backlash from Florida's largest private employer, Disney. The company and DeSantis have feuded ever since Disney opposed a state law critics dubbed Don't Say Gay. Just last week, the company, synonymous with Florida tourism, scrapped plans for a billion-dollar new campus in the state. Disney may have gotten everything they wanted in Florida for the last 60 years, but there's a new sheriff in town now. And as for the NAACP advisory, a spokesman for DeSantis called it a stunt. And tourism in Florida is up. A record 137 million tourists visited the state last year. For CBS Mornings, I'm Mark Strassman in Orlando. You know, that is just ridiculous. A travel advisory for the state of Florida. But just to stunt, I, they shouldn't have done it. They weaken themselves. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Next time you have an emergency... Think at Med Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. At Med Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. 
They provide immunization school and sports physicals. At AtMed Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families. They're on duty at all times. They're open seven days a week. Walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical. Now, if you're in a car accident, go to AtMed Urgent Care. Avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms. They also do adult vaccinations, laboratory testing. AtMed Urgent Care, when it's an emergency, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. That's right, in the Atwood Medical Center. And also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, online at admedurgentcare.net. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dpetro.com. Time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining us, he's the managing editor, anchorising.com. It is our friend Justin Katz. And Justin, let's start off with uh, what I just thought was a trip into the absurd. I think we both were disgusted. A lot of the people were disgusted. I don't think enough was made of this, partly because of I, – I, I just don't think there was enough noise made in the media. Uh, you and I have discussed, you know, we don't have like an Ed Acorn around anymore. And I thought the Republican Party could have been a little more vocal. But I'm talking about the bill signing ceremony last week, which is nothing more than taxpayer-funded abortions for state workers, Medicaid, and Governor McKee and the bill signing and the photo op and they're all giddy and they're all crowded around him at the desk. My God, I even start getting infuriated talking about it. But I want to hear your reaction and let's talk about it a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, well, there's a lot to go there. I think uh, maybe the starting point is it, from start to finish, I mean, Brian Newberry, uh, minority member of the House, Republican from Burrillville, uh, pointed out that there was a schedule for the bill signing before the cha- both chambers had even passed yes. the bill, which That's really right. shows you the mockery of our entire system. I mean, it's been clear for years with representatives laughing and joking around during hearings and that kind of thing. It's just for show, but it really puts an exclamation point on it when you're rushing to sign that bill as if as if there's an emergency that it has to be done right this moment in the evening. Uh, that I mean, that, that one that's just a, as a civic matter, that's an, kind of an insult. But then the glee of it, uh, there was a time when abortion generally was was thought to be, even if you supported the right to access it, uh, it was thought to be, you know, safe, legal, rare was the line, right? It was right. an unfortunate thing that some people just need to do. I mean, that was kind of, now it's just, it's just an ideological give me. I mean, years ago, uh, pro-life people started saying it's sort of like a sacrament for the left. And that's, that's what it's become. And that's why they were just so, so giddy. I mean, and it's, it's not only the, the kind of the evil of abortion and just the glee with which they're pursuing it, which is, it is in a way sense to demonic uh the way they they just love it as a procedure but it's not only that it's it's using taxpayer money for things that some people really at the core of their being object to and that's that that's just that's not a consideration for them it's just glee it's conquering the enemy you know that's uh for their own special interests and you know every time i see planned parenthood out there on social media saying this is a right yeah well you're a multi-billion dollar abortion mill that's right uh, you're just a moneyed special interest that's never pointed out that's in the media and on the left and among democrats it's, it's they behave as if planned parenthood some kind of like non-profit doing charitable work they're not they're they're an abortion provider who stands to gain billions in dollars or millions anyway from from taxpayers. So it's all around. It's, it's a sad kind of disgusting spectacle. And if, the, if our elected officials had any integrity whatsoever, they'd at least recognize the gravity of the issue, even if they fall on the other side and think this is something they should do. And, and you know, they, you have, if you have a right to abortion and health and it's health care, which I think is ridiculous. But if you believe that even then, just a little bit of of self-awareness of what you're doing, the fact that you're tramping on many people's core beliefs, just we have no, we're, it leaves you feeling we're not represented at all. It's just the special interests and the ideologues get what they want, and then they have a big party and dance on your face. I mean, that's basically what it feels like. You know, it is, Justin, an excellent point. And I want to just go back to how this whole thing really started. And it was it was during the campaign. It was Helena Folks who really was pushing this. Governor McKee initially was against it. I want people to understand this this isn't even about the abortion debate. This is just that the taxpayers have to pay for it. Uh, and it's a, it's a very small loophole of people that this would even apply to. 
So, and, and what I also noticed, Justin, was unless I was missing something, I didn't even see her in the photo. If you remember in the, in the days after the whole Eva hang up on them and he beat her in the primary, um, when they did speak, the first thing Helena Folks said that I remember was that the reason she was endorsing him was because then he promised he would do this. But I come back to, you know, that Representative Bridget Valadier and others, what, what, what are you accomplishing? And, you know, it's just something that we never hear, and I don't know if we would because of HIPAA laws, but I'm just curious, this whole business of, you know, and I'm not trying to be uh, flippant about it, or but, but the whole element of, you know, rape, incest, life of the mother, how, how many times does that actually apply compared to is it is it five percent of the cases is it ten percent of the cases is it two percent of the cases like what what exactly are we talking about but i think exactly what you said is the the celebratory notion and and attitude and atmosphere they created over i i repeat what exactly was accomplished by all of this well i think there are two two things accomplished as you just pointed out were astutely uh, for McKee, it was I delivered on a promise that got me into office. Right. So I, I paid off another supporter. Uh, that that was his glee. I'm, I'm doing my job and giving people the things I, I bought them off for promising. That's his glee. The the progressives, you know, honestly, I think they they are the best way to think of them is as a like a zealous cult. And yeah. for them, it's not just enough for, for to be tolerant. It's not just enough to say, okay, people can do things I disagree with morally. It's not just enough. You have to pay for it and you have to endorse it. I mean, those are the two things. So every time they take a step toward making anybody anywhere uh, endorse what they believe in and pay for it, that's just a, a thrill for them. It's almost like a masochistic or sadist cult. They, they need to make people feel bad they they give away to their friends and then they get to invalidate the humanity of the other people that they don't like and that's i think that's part of what the glee is they conquered they conquered this imaginary uh imaginary handmaid's tale uh, group out there they, the the white nationalists of all you know 10 of them in the country you know they, they've got to be conquering that opposition and they otherwise i don't know otherwise they they've got no no meaning right they're just pursuing killing babies which is not you know that gleeful of a topic not only that and again folks our segment is politics this week with us is justin katz managing editor anchorizing.com justin aside from brian newberry and, and that by the way that is uh accurate they were announcing the bill signing ceremony as if it needed one before it was even going to go forward you have people that and for good reason are just morally against it as a as a as a doctor also said to me a doctor said you know, if someone's obese, many times they become diabetic. Should, should we have to pay for their insulin? Because th- this is like, why are we even paying for this? But but coming coming back to this, do you think enough of an argument was made uh, of why taxpayers should not have to foot the bill for this? Um, and what I mean by that is, do you, do you think, do you hear enough of the other side in in the media did the media cover the fact the other side or does this whole thing about equity and treatment for women and they start going to you know we're not going back to the back alleys and everything else or or do you think in in other words do you think the debate was uh, accurately covered and fairly covered on both sides you know honestly i don't, I don't think so and I, yeah. I i i don't think these kind of debates i mean it, it really went off a cliff during the trump era where where the, right. the media and the progressives and democrats they, they just said you know what we're done paying attention to anybody who disagrees with us and i, I think right. that's pretty clear but it's it's been a problem since before same-sex marriage passed and it became law via the supreme court and i remember watching that and just watching the way the news media they they still had that there were still enough of the older you know, grease covered journalists who had the experience from when they were younger uh, to, to get some of the story out. But I think in my view, as a political moment, that's that campaign was in a, when they really realized, you know what, we have a lot of power if we just stop treating both sides fairly. And sure. I, 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 during that time, I really saw them position learning about the narrative and, and this is becoming you know like a weekly topic but they they really do uh andrea gagos from the boston globe got an award for her housing 
articles. Yeah. And they really do think their job is to make a difference. And when that's your goal, your goal is it, that's a different goal than my, my job is to inform people so they can make decisions that make a difference. It's, sure. uh, it's so you start doing things. We need to, okay, I want to make a difference on abortion. That means I've got to ignore the arguments against it. I want to make a difference on uh, LGBTQ plus YZ asterisk. Well, that means I've got to ignore any objections to butchering children. <laughs> you know, this, that's really what it comes down to. They're, they're, they're just at this point, they've given themselves permission to ignore contrary views because that's how they make an impact in the progressive reality that they inhabit. Yeah. And one last thing about this is I noticed there's a pattern now where everything they're up at the, the state house, they're losing the battles, but then it becomes, it's going to be challenged in court. And I, I you know, frankly, I, to me, that's not the right way to play it. I know that then you have no other options, but if everything I'd rather hear noise and have them derail things, than Everything becomes, you know, like the truck tolls, and we'll we'll see you in court type of thing. And I have a feeling this will be, as they've said, they expect a legal challenge to it. But it it so takes away from, to me, what it should be, which is a, a real discussion on the merits or pros and cons both ways, and then hear it out that way. I, I just it makes me uncomfortable if everything becomes, you know, we're not going to put much fight, and then we're just going to challenge them and hope a. A judge is going to agree with us. Well, Folks, quick break. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, no, no, I agree. It troubles me. But part of the part of what troubles me about it is it makes me think of sometimes if you watch in, in kind of third world countries where dictators taken over what was a republic, that people are still going to court and the, the dictators ignoring the courts. And it, that's what it kind of feels like is that yes. they, the opposition to these things. No, they can't do it. Once the fix is in, once the job is done, the decisions are made and the votes are sold bought then there's nothing to do except go to court and i think that's True. that's a shame i think it's that's a, that falls on the governor and the legislature legislators for not upholding their own responsibility to to safeguard our rights folks quick break much more ahead politics this week justin katz managing editor anchorising.com right here on the john DePietro show the kui sit in 226 Cohesit Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Cohesit Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Cohesit Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Cohesit Inn. remain healthy stop it and see marie at it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland you can also look for her on facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Poppin' and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585 diagonally across from Davenport restaurant. Our segment is politics this week with us is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com. Well, Justin, last week, the story broke. You had a Cranston city councilman. I want to point out white, a white male straight in a Republican who gets caught in a very embarrassing situation. We haven't had any political uh, corruption type lately, but he is a member that well, was member of the city council, Mike Riley and Cranston police. I think to their credit, they, they find him. Uh, he's got a crack pipe in his hand. He's passed out. And then they find drugs in his car. Um, I, I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on how it was treated and immediately the drum beats that started that he needed the coverage of it and that it needed to resign. 
Well, yeah, I think that's it. it it's hard to fault. I mean, fault him for, for getting into drugs. Uh, it's hard to fault anybody in this situation, the police or the people calling for him to resign. And, and frankly, it's it's kind of how things ought to go down, although he, he's apparently lost his his license to practice law and uh that seems suspended apparently or suspended yes. okay um and so he's, it's kind of like a life completely life destroying event which seems potentially a bit extreme i mean i don't know him or his circumstances but if he says he's going through a bad divorce and a guy's in a bad place uh you kind of don't want the, the law to be making their life completely miserable because that's all, that's one way to ensure more bad behavior. But yeah, I, it, it seems like it, it progressed as it, it should have when somebody makes a terrible decision and a terrible mistake like that and, uh, you know, resigned from office. Uh, he's, he's taking a break. I, I could see in the, in the short term, you know, you don't want a guy like that representing while well, he's in a news representing clients. So uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. And I, I hope he, he gets the help he needs. Well, I would, I'm, I'm going to counter actually, because to me, it was like a free shot of the press because he's a white male and he's a Republican. Um, one of the television stations was even filming and questioning his mother when she was going into the house. It's not him. Uh, obviously, I don't know what the situation is with the, the wife or the ex-wife, but the mother's being challenged. I want to come back because then I, I also want to talk about this Warwick School Committee member who Donna, uh, Karen Backus, um, she was involved in a DUI. They pulled over uh, in front of City Hall. She also was then arrested for assaulting a police officer. She saw charges, the charges were then dropped on both accounts, Justin Katz. Now, she's a female. She's on the work school committee. She's the one, she's a state worker, and she's a union rep. And I didn't see anyone knocking on her door. I didn't hear any calls for her to resign. Um, I don't think it's a secret that she was involved in or was involved in same-sex relationships. I, I, I'm just looking at the two parallels of we saw one person who clearly is troubled but cooperated with police, uh, wasn't violent, wasn't doing a do-you-know-who-I-am type of thing, and immediate calls for him to resign. We're back it's with the DUI and the assaulting of the police officer why am I not to me? It, it certainly doesn't seem to measure up, but I viewed it as because he's a, a white male and a Republican, the media felt it was OK to go. a little. That was my impression. Go a little bit harder. Maybe you disagree. Right. No, I, I think I, I think with I mean, the, the interview with his mom was a little bit much uh, more than a little bit much. But but I think generally his situation is how these things should, be should play out right okay. and so when you when you bring up the the contrast of Bacchus I mean that's that's a clear I mean here's here's a woman who arguably it was I mean illegal drugs including fentanyl are, are bad and, and worse and illegal for for good reason whether you support the legalization or not there's uh, versus alcohol but arguably Bacchus driving drunk was worse because that's actively yeah. i mean presumably he was sitting in his car so who knows when he took right. the drugs versus sitting in the car but but she was driving while intoxicated allegedly and then allegedly again punched the officer in the arm or something like that uh, that is is worse and here we have a school committee member who you know that's runs a school a school department and she's also in a dcyf which deals with children and so that is definitely, well, why didn't she get that coverage? Why wasn't her right. boss asked about this? Why didn't she get forced to resign? Why wasn't, that's a, that is a definitely a major question. So here you have a, a state worker and let's remember they're a privileged class in, in Rhode Island who, who's on a school committee, a politically favored, protected social group uh, and, and nothing. She, she gets off with what, six months she has to behave because of the, the alleged assault. And that's the, the contrast is very stark. And yeah. as you say, the, it, it plays out in the media as well, where it's not, they're not they're just not digging into it. And the, the timing of this is, is very, <laughs> is very helpful to help to, to bring that to light. Um, and again, folks, our segment is politics this week. With us is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorizing.com. Now, granted, she didn't break the law, but last 4th of July, as you and I have discussed, and it became a national story, especially Tucker Carlson went to town, 
But State Senator Tierra Mack, uh, openly gay, woman of color, she was doing her famous twerking on Block Island. And what I come away from, and that's a sitting state senator, uh, what I come away from, Justin, though, was, you know, there was with her, there was no knock on the door, right? With, with Councilman Riley, now granted, I, I, I fully get it. She didn't break the law, but she was certainly the, the subject of news and national news, as a matter of fact. Um, but as far as Matt Riley, you know, yes, you can tell. Of course, they, they're knocking on the door. They go into the house. They're even, he's not there or they can't get him. So they're talking to the mother. But Tierra Mack, there was no knock on the door. And then we had the big, they gave her till Friday to get an outfit together, get her talking points together. And then she came out with the very memorable, her twerking has led to a lot of meaningful discussions. I, I would just argue again, he, he wasn't harming it. He was maybe harming himself. Um, I also think it's interesting, Justin, no one did a jump off story about the fact that with these safe injection centers that McKee's about to allow, what if he had been uh, parked in front of one of the injection centers? He was about to go in and have his stuff tested, which is now apparently going to be legal. So I, I don't think they're arresting him. But um, but I, I, I just found he was completely fair game. You couldn't go after him enough. And I just, I don't believe my opinion. He would have been treated the same if, in fact, he'd either been a woman, maybe been a Democrat, let alone a progressive. I think he he would have been seen as more of a victim. That's right. my well, I'll give you the final thought on it. Well, and I, I think you raise the, the key point here is it's not only what they do, the media does and doesn't do for a particular story. It's, it's which story they pick. And yeah. so if this were a favored member who had done something egregious, like passing out in a car in the middle of the day high on drugs there would be those stories oh well we've got the safe injection site maybe he, maybe that person just needs a place to go you know that, that kind of thing or or this is this is how these if you let alone if we were another color of skin this is how these people are oppressed you know it, it's it's all in the story that they tell and and so there's always right. that plausible oh well we, we didn't say he did anything writer you know we weren't justifying the actions of this favorite person we just you know we just didn't tell the story that would excuse that person or or not excuse that person i think that's exactly right and uh, at the extreme of it i think that i mean i would have thought that journalists you know going after tiara max mom was, would, would have been a bit bit much there too uh, but you know the, you could imagine a scenario where uh some i don't know say a, a young white state senator male uh is in a fraternity you know and and is on video doing some silly fraternity thing playing beer pong and passing out or whatever you could picture those stories well what's wrong with fraternities and you know all that right. kind of stuff and you don't get any of that what's what's wrong that a state senator thinks it's appropriate to put video of herself twerking on a beach i mean that you don't <laughs> get those stories because that's not the story and it does really illustrate how how curated our news is how they pick the story that's important when it when they're when they want to be pro-drug they're pro-drug when when it helps them to to go after somebody for being on drugs then they do that and they they create these careful lines that they can walk so that there's always that at least in their own minds a plausible deniability that they're just partisan hacks yeah, I just also just quickly find, um, you know, all we've been hearing about all this business about the homeless is that so many of them have drug problems that are their own making. And, you know, all they do is need help. And suddenly you have a con I, I didn't hear one story where Councilman Riley was depicted anything remotely close to being a victim here other than it was it, to me, it just seemed like fair game and a chance to to uh, to really jump on top of them. Go, uh, folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Politics this week with Justin Katz right here on the John DePietro Show. Falcon Pest Services. 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today. 401-739-1322. Free consultation. 401 739 1322 locally owned and operated serving rhode island and southeastern mass they offer services for termites bed bugs ants roaches mice rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or a restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today 
free consultation 401-739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm now you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com now we don't know exactly what's going to happen <clears throat> with this uh, situation regarding the you know potential that the united states may default uh but what we do know is rhode island is certainly not in any type of position if in fact uh that the the, the well I, I i'm not saying that anyone would i'm not saying any state would be i mean the country would not be prepared for it but if there's anyone that's been certainly dependent on you know all of this federal money coming in i think as we've said in the past i mean governor mckee he's now because he owes the unions the money for the soccer stadium that is not being built now what they're going to do is he's going to start to give the union people that he owes money he's going to give them money to start building affordable housing so which of course it makes no sense uh that's not the role of what what the government should you know should not be involved in something like that it's not your imagination but folks this is we we are we are absolutely not operating as a democracy we're we're operating as a state that um as as we've talked about i mean there are other states that people just don't operate the way that governor mckee is is running things in the state right now and and despite what his people say there there's certainly a feeling and a lot of questions about such as why these dispensaries are not able to advertise um and the governor mckee just won't you know won't come up with or give them any type of authority to do it doesn't make any sense you agree to let them open and the massachusetts cannabis dispensaries they're all over the rhode island highways but the governor won't let the rhode island ones do it and by all accounts there's certainly a lot of accusations that it comes down to that it's it's campaign donations and lack of related and you know clearly that should not be the case but that is the case and when you think about it it really doesn't make sense the hard thing should be just deciding whether or not you're going to let them open and he did (laughs) and now that they're open and they're not doing the business they thought they were going to do he won't let them put up billboards and again by by all accounts someone who's connected to one of them said that they're being really leaned on as far as campaign donations so like a, a pay-to-play type of scenario well that shouldn't be allowed to go on of course that shouldn't be allowed to go on of course it's illegal what it's absolutely illegal it makes no sense but the the alternative is this this business of that they just won't let them have billboards up to advertise them themselves I mean how how does how are people supposed to know they're there and think of all the trouble they went through to allow them to open in the first place and they're heavy heavily heavily regulated but now they won't let them put up any type of billboards so i want to play this is uh the channel 10 piece and this uh, cannabis uh, operation in Pawtucket is battling with the government they made them take down their their billboard it the whole thing is just put kind of Before ridiculous. Rhode rules ban in-state cannabis companies from advertising. Some in the industry say it's unfair because Massachusetts dispensaries can and do advertise in Rhode Island. Now one owner is taking his fight against the state very public. There on Thursday, gone on Sunday. We showed you one of the new billboards for Mother Earth Wellness not long after it went up next to the dispensary along I-95 in Pawtucket. The next day, the state's Department of Business Regulation sent the business a warning to take the billboards down by this morning or potentially face $10,000 a day in fines and action against its license. I don't agree with it. I agree it's in my legal right to have those billboards up, to advertise my location. I don't understand what the 
the harassment is on this issue. It just, it makes no sense at this point. Mother Earth owner Joe Pacuris. You know, when you put the billboards up the other day, you knew that that was flying in the face of the current regulation. So advertising to me was explained calling attention to one's products or services. I didn't call attention to any product or service. I called attention to my location. DBR disagrees. The agency is enforcing the current state rules that were put in place for the state's medical marijuana program. All of the dispensaries now selling recreational cannabis are part of that too. But Curis claims DBR can change the rules. The amount of damage that the DBR has caused to this program, questions need to be asked and we need to get answers. DBR has said the rule changes would fall under the State Cannabis Control Commission, which does not yet exist. I reported last month that some in the industry believe the ban on advertising is hurting business as revenue and tax numbers have come in lower than projections. Was any part of putting the billboards up trying to push the boundaries and see what happens? Of course. Yeah, no, I believe it's my right. A DBR declined an interview. Governor Dan McKee just last week named his appointees to the Cannabis Control Commission nearly a year after signing the cannabis legalization law. Now, they still need to be approved by lawmakers. The House has passed a proposal to allow advertising in the meantime, and a similar measure was introduced in the Senate. DBR supports those attempts to allow advertising to level the playing field, but wrote in its letter to Mother Earth that businesses still have to follow the current rules while they are in place. I'm Brian Crandall, NBC 10 News. Yeah, it all comes down to, it all comes down to uh, campaign donations. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors, they specialize in patios, walkways, steps. They did a fantastic job on my outside steps. Outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation, Call Limitless Outdoors today. Let's dream, build, and enjoy. 401-580-1852. Based in Smithfield, Limitless Outdoors. They also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today. Free quote. Get the most of your outside. You're going to love what they can do for you. 401-580-1852. 580-1852, Limitless Outdoors. Dream, build, enjoy. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. There's an interesting story about this Wagner group. They are paid assassins for hire. Um... And a year before the war in Ukraine, the Wagner Group, they're like a soldier of fortune, Russian mercenary army, committed terrible acts of mass murder in these uh, African towns. This is a, a report CBS has piled together on this unusual group. Evidence of mass murder by a Russian mercenary army that's responsible for some of the bloodiest fighting in Ukraine. You'll recall that last week we showed you how the Wagner Group, described as a transnational criminal organization by the American government, plunders gold and other resources in the Central African Republic to pay for its war machine. Deborah Pata spoke to eyewitnesses who describe a massacre there, and we warn you, what they reveal is distressing. The killing grounds of Butcher in the opening months of the war in Ukraine. On every street corner, evidence of the horrors that took place beamed around the world and quickly investigated as potential war crimes committed by the Kremlin's troops, including Russian mercenaries from the notoriously brutal Wagner Group. The year before, another massacre. But thousands of miles away in the Central African Republic town of Bambari. Here, no international spotlight, no prosecutors documenting the mass murder of civilians. And no one to implicate those mercenaries. Only a president who turns a blind eye, protected by those same Wagner gunmen in exchange for lucrative contracts to mine gold. 
and a country so gripped by fear, not a single atrocity was reported to a government commission of inquiry. CBS News has pieced together an account of that massacre through eyewitnesses whose names have all been changed to protect their identities. CAR refugee Medina fled to neighboring Cameroon after the Russian mercenaries attacked Bambari and seized control of the family's gold trading business. She was so terrified she hid under her bed for three days. They were shooting at us from the ground, she said, and planes fired from the sky. No idea how many people died. So many people died, she sighed. It was hard to count. Medina washed the bodies of the women who'd been gunned down. The bloodbath, her son Usman told us, began shortly before midday prayers. It was total carnage, like Armageddon, he said. They spoke Russian, even Chechen. Authorities claim there was an operation at the time to root out rebels, but some of the dead were found at this local mosque. Photos taken after the massacre show walls pockmarked by gunfire and the bodies of over 100 mostly civilians were counted, their names recorded by a community health worker called Mubarak, who was later abducted, presumed dead. On Mubarak's list was Osman's brother, hit and killed by a sniper while running from the gold mine to help their mother and sister Alzina. When they entered our house, they ordered all the men to step out. Some were arrested, others killed on the spot, Alzina said. Many did not come back. She was taken to a Wagner base and raped, we were told. The memory is so traumatic, she cannot speak about it. Her brother picked up the story after we were forced to move to a different location for security reasons. She begged me for forgiveness, he later told us, and says she might as well be dead now. Another sister suffered a similar fate. They raped her in our home. It became Wagner's house, he said. They drank and carried out those heinous acts. Usman carries the weight of both his sister's pain frequently breaking down weeping in our interviews with him and asking what his family had ever done to Vladimir Putin to deserve this. It is an achingly familiar cry half a world away in Ukraine where civilians wonder how many more victims of Putin's bloody war will be added to a staggering list of tens of thousands of potential Russian and Wagner war crimes. For CBS Mornings, Deborah Patter, Kiev. You know, that is just sheer evil, and that is Putin. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane Heating and Cooling it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 to the John DePietro show it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipetro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2. But visit the website, dipetro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link. Contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links 
to social media, whether it's Facebook, when we do Facebook Live or YouTube or Twitter, it's all right there at the website to petro.com. And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop. We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening, all links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at depetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website depetro.com get your driveway paved j perry paving letter j j perry paving high quality fair pricing exceptional service over 25 years experience specialized commercial paving residential paving seal coating call for a free estimate today 401-732-1730 j perry paving hey learn about the benefits of asphalt paving whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway it's affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing asphalt can be recycled reused j perry paving a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs no matter how big how small contact them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 what a difference it makes for your driveway for your business parking lot j letter j j perry paving 401-732-1730 online at jperrypaving.com and look for them on Facebook. This portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by Lawn Doctor, your best lawn ever guaranteed. And I can tell you with my own experience, what a fantastic job they did and have done with my lawn. The easiest thing to do is log on to their website. It's LawnDoctor.com. LawnDoctor.com. Put in your zip code. Your best lawn ever. Guaranteed. It's Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. You can call them 401-392-1025. But log on to their website. LawnDoctor.com. This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Delicious food and drink, always a nice crowd. You can either eat in the lounge area, there's normally a game on and a nice group of people there, or you could sit out in the dining room. Don't forget the nice weather, they have the deck open. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, delicious food and drinks awaiting for you. I'll see you at the Lodge. Make sure you check out the website, dipetro.com, links to Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and also YouTube. Make, you, make sure you subscribe to The John DePetro Show on YouTube. 